When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stats fans, welcome to another episode of Her Hoop Stats Unplugged. As always, you're here with Megan Gower, and we have had an eventful week of upsets. We've got an eventful slate of games coming up this weekend and the WNBA draft lottery. So, tons to talk about. To do that, I'm here today with Anila Khan from our Her Hoop Stats team. Hey, Anila, how's it going? Hi, Megan. I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you on today. For those of you that don't know, Anila also writes over on wbasketballblog.com, her own blog, and every week she puts out player rankings by class um, for NCAA women's basketball. So really wanted to talk about those a lot today and kind of focus on not just, you know, the players that are at the top of those that everyone's already talking about, but some of the players near the top of those lists that maybe aren't getting so much national attention that people should be watching this season. I think, you know, there's a couple names that we've heard quite a bit this season, but there's also a lot of names that are making a splash early on that maybe haven't been like the center of the storyline. So some definite people to watch as we head into conference play and storylines across the different conferences. And I've got your list up in front of me. And one name that's jumping out right now on your seniors list is Lorella Kubaj from Georgia Tech, who obviously just had a huge game against UConn in their upset of UConn last week. Um, so I felt like she was a great place to start, just given the the recent news and how she played in that game. Uh, she's been getting off to a great start. Um, but what I think people don't under, uh, don't see in uh, Laurel 
I can't say, I'm going to say her name wrong, so I apologize, Lorella Kubaj, is that um, is that her ability to make an impact, um, not through the box scores, but, um, but um, through her shooting, through her passing, through her IQ. I feel like um, she's a player a lot of people aren't talking about because necessarily she's not giving you the like the numbers that most high players usually like high stars usually give but her ability to like impact the game in so many other ways makes her one of the top players and against UConn she was pretty much um, involved in every play or close to it where she'd be like assisting or passing or making a shot or defending or she was involved in all of the plays and so that's why I have her among the top um, players for seniors this week. Yeah, for sure. Something that stood out to me with her in the UConn game was that she didn't really score a whole lot. I think she only had like five points, but it still felt she was like she was like one of the biggest big difference makers in the game, despite the fact she wasn't scoring. She had a ton of rebounds, a ton of assists, was just really involved with, like you said, every possession on the floor. And despite the fact that she didn't come out and, you know, drop 20 points on UConn or anything like that, she still felt like kind of the difference maker in getting that win for Georgia Tech. Yeah, for sure. And she also had seven assists. So that's um, pretty an indicative of how, of how you're impacting the game. Yeah, especially for a post player where that's not typically where we see, I think, a lot of post players excel. But that's something she does, I think, like most games. If you look down her stat line and there's a lot of games this season where she's had four or five assists. So it's just a big part of what she does on the floor. And I think that's going to make Georgia Tech a team that's been really solid defensively, but maybe struggled a little bit offensively better as they go on. Because if they can play through her in the post and use that to collapse the defense and then she can, you know, kick it back out and have those types of passes and things like that, they're going to find more success on the offensive end as the season goes on. Yes, for sure. I think Georgia Tech is going to be one of the good teams to watch um, moving forward. And it's definitely a team um, people should keep an eye on because she, uh, Lorelai Kubac could be a top 10 draft pick. Potential. Agreed. Yeah, I agree that she's definitely a potential to be a first round pick this year. And I think just this Georgia Tech team as well. They're a team that actually at the beginning, like prior to the season, I picked them to finish second in the ACC, which was probably a bit of the hot take. But they lost Loyola McQueen, and I was like, I don't know that that's really the case anymore. I don't know that they're going to finish second in the ACC, but I do think they're going to be a contender in the ACC. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch yeah, for how sure. evolves going on. Yes, for sure. Um, especially because the ACC is going to be tough this year. Duke and North Carolina are off to hot starts. And then even Miami's doing well. And then you also already have like your potential ACC powers already. So it's going to be an interesting season there. Conference. Yeah, um, but I feel like it's been a little bit since the ACC has been like really good. Like Notre Dame is also now in the top 25, but they've kind of had like the last few seasons they haven't been as good. So it's exciting. I feel like the ACC is coming back as, you know, one of the best conferences in the league or in the sport again. So that's going to be a fun battle to keep an eye on as we head into conference play, which is starting. I don't think it's quite started for the ACC, but it's starting across the country in the next week or so. So really yeah. Exciting. Be very excited. Awesome. Well, another player that was standing out to me as I was flipping through, if I moved down to the juniors, was, and I apologize if I pronounced this wrong, but it's 
Oyoka Lee from Kansas State, a player that's just been putting up insane numbers so far this season. Um, I had her like um, at one point, one of the like cover pictures for this year at the first week, I believe. Um, And the reason why is because I think she had a really big game and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was close to, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm pretty sure it was like 43 points. Um, she scored and she's just been on an unbelievable tear and Kansas state has really benefited from it. And she's just come out of the gate and just been amazing. She's like averaging 24.2 points per game and 11 rebounds per game. That's insane numbers. So, which is why I have her as among the, the top juniors. Yeah, that is an insane number. And she's also leading the country in winters currently, which is, pretty impressive that fluctuates a lot right now but she's definitely kind of been one of the top players in terms of production so far this season I mean even against like South Carolina when she had to go up against Aaliyah Boston which is obviously probably maybe the toughest matchup or I'll just say the toughest matchup for a post player right now like she still had 14 and 6 which isn't her normal production but that's still a pretty strong outing against you know, the best center in the country. She just put up 38 on South Dakota State, which is a pretty good team this week. So her numbers have just been really, really insane so far this season. Yeah, they've been really impressive. And she's shooting at a high rate too, around like 56% of her average. Yeah, really, really impressive. She's leading the nation in uh, points per 30 per 40 minutes and also in two pointers made per game just like third in the nation in points per game just really insane numbers I think she's going to be a very interesting player to watch in the, the big 12 this year can maybe Kansas State can make a little bit of noise because they have her in the post I think the big 12 is a little just a little more open this year in general I don't think it's failures to run away with I think Iowa State is going to contend I don't necessarily think that Kansas State is going to contend to win the conference but I think they're a team that could go in and upset some of those top teams no yeah for sure I I agree with you that it's more open it's not Baylor's to um, to run as they used to it's a little bit more I agree open yeah, so just I feel like it's like the theme across the country. Like it's going to be really interesting in all of these major conferences. I don't think that there's other than well, I'm pretty sure that South Carolina is going to win the SEC. Other than that, I don't think I have any like strong takes on what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've uh, and South Carolina is probably going to remain close to the top of the leaderboard, anyways, as but one of the best teams just because they've been so good at like defending, rebounding. Anything they need, they've been able to do. Whereas, at, like like you you mentioned it earlier, like this year, there's a lot more upsets than there's has been in years. So yeah, it is more open. Yeah, for sure. Uh, even a South Carolina team that's so dominant, I still wouldn't be like surprised to see them slip and lose a game. Like I don't know that they're gonna run the table even no matter how good they are. So I think it's it's gonna be an interesting season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Scrolling further down that list, I mean, I feel like we have to just talk about like the sophomore class as a whole because this class is just insane. Like every time I look at the number of players that are sophomores, that's just 
that are like top players in the country, it, it really stands out. One that's standing out to me today because of the game this weekend is Angel Reese from Maryland. I thought she played fantastic against South Carolina on Sunday. Maryland kept that game a lot closer than I expected. I was very impressed with them in that outing. Yeah, and Angel Reese was, as you mentioned, very uh, spectacular in that game. I, I felt like in that game she was showing everyone what like what kind of player she is and what kind of player she could be. And she's only a sophomore, and so she could get even better. So she um, in that game, when I was watching it, uh, just like you mentioned, like it was very clear that she she's a, one of the top sophomores in the country. And 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 yeah, the sophomore class is loaded. So <laughs> to be one of the top sophomores is pr- is a pretty good statement for a player. Um, like she, she had like twenty points. And I think 10 rebounds. So that's like a double double against one of like the best team in the country. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, a 2010 outing against any team is very impressive. A 2010 outing against South Carolina against Aliyah Boston is like pretty insane. That's a very strong performance. Um, I mean, beyond her, like I was just very impressed overall with Maryland's performance too. I thought they actually played well defensively, which is not something I will typically say about Maryland. So I hope we'll see that with a little bit more consistency. But like even in a game where they couldn't go out and put up their 80 or 90 points and win that way, they found a way to stay in it the whole time. Yeah. And and it was fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. It was a really fun game. It was a great game. Hopefully we'll get some more of those this weekend. We'll get there in a minute. But before we get to games that are coming up because there's plenty of them I did want to also hit on a freshman because Anissa Morrow out of DePaul has also been fantastic I feel like a player that really isn't getting the national attention I think the other names that we've said you've probably heard but I don't think I've seen a whole lot about Morrow but she is shaking things up in the Big East that we're going to shake things up I think in the Big East she's been fantastic for DePaul so far so this season yeah, for sure. I mean, in her, in one, okay, she had 31 points and 13, I mean, sorry, 31 points and nine rebounds in like one of her first games. I was just like, okay, she's off to a great start. And then she continued to play really well. And then she just continued to get better and better. And what's crazy is she's just a freshman. And here she is putting up double doubles, like almost every other game. She's, um, like one of the top she's actually in the top 20 in terms of like win shares at 3.4 for a freshman that's like impressive and um she's like she's uh for total rebounds per 40 minutes she's in the top five and that's pretty crazy so yeah she's been off to a hot start she's like She's been like one of the like the best freshmen, and which is weird because a lot of people, um, including me, thought um, Az Fudd would be like the top freshman, but actually it's been Anissa Morrow who's been excellent and played really well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Morrow has been fantastic. I'm looking at her like stats right now. The ball lost to Arizona, but she put up 24 and 16 in that game, and then they upset Kentucky last week. She had 18 and 17. Like those are insane numbers. Nine offensive rebounds alone in that Kentucky game, almost a double double with just offensive rebounds. That's extremely impressive. I think it also is just notable for DePaul because they're a team that has 
kind of consistently had all this perimeter play. They've been a great three-point shooting squad, but they don't have the size inside, which I think has held them back the last few years, kind of hurt them from contending with some of the tougher opponents. But now they have her in the post, and she's pretty consistently, for especially for a freshman, putting out these big for performances. So I think it's going to be really interesting as we see them go into Biggie's play, but also when they get to the postseason because – I think DePaul's definitely going to be a tournament team. What kind of run that they can make now that they've got some size inside, especially with the type of like way they play basketball and the way they shoot the three. Like they get hot, they can definitely upset someone. Yeah, DePaul's always been fun to watch just because of their ability to shoot like from for years now from um, deep and just it's just fun to watch them like rack up ninety points and it, it's it's like a lot of fun compared to mo- like other college teams. So yeah, I agree. I, I can't wait to see what they do um, in biggest Big East play and in the NCAA tournament, which is always fun. So that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. I'm very interested to see what they look like as we get down the stretch here. So, well, not down the stretch. We're so far ways away, but (laughs) you get what I mean. Um, But yeah, I mean, just a team that's going to be really interesting. And Morrow is a big part of that, I think, even as a freshman. So excited to see what she's going to do for the rest of this year. But I also think she's going to be a name that we're going to be saying a lot over the next three to four years. Yep, for sure. Well... On that note, we also have some really big games this weekend. We had some big games last weekend with Louisville, Kentucky, and South Carolina, Maryland. But this weekend, we've got first on Saturday, there's a doubleheader at Mohegan Sun, the Basketball Hall of Fame Showcase. And it opens up with Baylor versus Michigan, and then UConn-Louisville following. So I believe... Baylor, Michigan is number five versus number 12, and then UConn Louisville is number six versus number seven. So some big ranked matchups on um, Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, on Sunday. I think one thing that I am looking forward to the most in that first game is one, of course, Melissa Smith versus Naz Hellman. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Rematch of the Elite Eight, or sorry, Sweet 16 battle that we got last year that's going to be a ton of fun to watch yeah i can't um wait to see naz hillman uh match up against uh Alyssa smith and Alyssa smith's been off to a terrific start a lot of people are starting to think that um she might be getting closer to becoming the like like a top overall pick over Ryan Howard. I still, however, have Ryan Howard as my number one draft pick. I think there's just, there's a lot to her game that I still think would do well in the WNBA, but um, Melissa Smith's been off to a great start. Um, I can't wait to see her against Ness Hillman, what they, uh, and then see how they play against each other. I can't wait to see what Baylor does against Michigan. Um, So it'll be really fun. And it's a great um, way for WNBA fans and women's college basketball fans to come to watch to see, like, the future. For sure. And I think I'm particularly interested in how Baylor does in this game because I don't really think we've seen Baylor be tested a whole lot this season. They just have the one loss to Maryland, but that was the Maryland squad that then went down to the Bahamas and got beat pretty badly by NC State and Stanford because they were struggling with a lot of injuries and they lost that game. So I'm really interested to see what Baylor looks like against a a really top-tier opponent in Michigan. Michigan's ranked 12th in the country it probably could be the toughest game that 
Baylor has had to play so far this season. And really their best win right now is like a two-point win over Mizzou. So this is a chance for them to prove that they're a, a top 10 team and get a win over Michigan, or they might have some qu- more questions to answer. And I'm interested to see kind of what yeah. side that they fall on come Sunday. Yeah. And it, it'll be a fun, like first game of like the doubleheader. For sure. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's in Connecticut, so there's probably going to be like a heavy UConn home game feel to it, but I hope that people go down for both games because I think that game is going to be spectacular. People would be missing really good basketball if they chose to just go to one. Yeah. And then that second game, UConn-Louisville, I think is also going to be a very interesting one given just how UConn has played over the last week or so in the absence of Paige Beckers and I guess AZ Fudd, Nika Mule, and Aubrey Griffin as well. Do you want to give this full list? But I mean, the absence of Paige Beckers is obviously the headline there. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but Louisville's actually been um, off to a great start. Um, not only that, I think Louisville will actually win this game. And I don't think they're, but they're probably going to win by, I'm going to say like, like less than 10 because I do think UConn will compete. I do think they will try to like make it a game, but I just think Louisville has a little bit more in their tank and in terms of like the players and their, their ability to score and to be effective than UConn does right now, which is why I I would pick Louisville to win, but win, but I think that game will be really fascinating just to see how UConn has, um, you know how UConn will continue to go, move on with Paige, without Paige for a while, and just to see what Louisville is still capable of. Yeah, I think one thing that really impressed me in Louisville's game against Kentucky this weekend was the way that Haley Van Lith just took over the game down the final stretch. Not very different than what Dana Evans used to do for them last year. Um, and I don't know that we've really seen her do that yet this season, but I think it's a really positive sign for them that she was kind of able to take over and they need her to develop into that role more. So I think that was a really good sign for them. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm I'm very interested to see how UConn comes out after a, a week of practice following kind of those two games last last week, the loss to Georgia Tech, and then they did beat UCLA, which I thought was a pretty good sign for them. They kind of, something seems to click for them in that second half of that game. It seems like they've kind of flipped over to a new page a little bit and figured things out. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of how they come out after a week of practice and how things go. In my opinion, it could go either way, but I think it's going to be close regardless. So it should be a very interesting game. Yeah. And I hope um, WNBA fans can um, stick around because the draft lottery is bef- right before that. So hopefully they, they, everyone get, sticks around to see. Yeah, hopefully they – I don't know what their plan is for that. Hopefully they're going to do something like live between the two games at Mohegan for that. I haven't read like what the plan is, but that would be neat if they were going to do something. Like on the broadcast, they might as well have something for the yeah. fans that are at the game as well. So – that will be interesting to see. And like you said, Offer, we've got a lot of players in that game that could be a part of that draft lottery, namely Melissa Smith, but you also have got players like Naz Hillman that's going to be in consideration. Naz is in this year's draft, right? Um, she, yeah, she is. Okay, yeah. So Naz Hillman that's in consideration for this year's draft, Avina Westbrook. So, so some, some names that are going to be important and christine williams too yes christine williams too i can't believe i forgot (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know 
four players on the court there that are gonna yeah. be you know in that consideration for the not maybe the lottery but the first round of the draft yeah so some interest there and then of course we also have to talk about stanford tennessee which is, is that on sunday i forget what day it is now i think it's on sunday seems like sunday is women's basketball day there's always like three really good oh games. stanford tennessee is on um saturday That's- Saturday. I lied. It's on Saturday. So number three, Stanford at number seven, Tennessee. Stanford's got a fun week ahead of them, Tennessee. And then Tuesday, they're playing at South Carolina. So we're going to learn a lot about Stanford in the next two games. I'm very interested to see how this Tennessee game goes because the two losses that Stanford has right now, one is to Texas and one is to USF, two very strong defensive teams guess what Tennessee is another very strong defensive team so I think we're going to see what kind of adjustments Stanford has made offensively and if it's enough to get them to a win here yeah um I'm, I'm I think Tennessee will do really well against Stanford um I I mean I I'm not as high on Stanford as I used to be in the uh years prior because I think this year they're just a little bit a little bit um they're not as high high on the list as at least for me in terms of like teams, but they're still good. They're just not top ten as or like top not even okay fine. They're not top five, but okay they're like top ten fifteen right now. And I think Tennessee's actually top seven, top eight. So um, I think Tennessee will do like well against Stanford. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, for me, Stanford's still a contender this year. I think they just have like the depth like they did last year. And it just feels like it's taken them a little bit to figure out how you replace Keanu Williams, which is obviously not a a small task. So I'm not really surprised that they've struggled in some of these defensive games when you're trying to replace your senior point guard that was also your scoring leader last year. That's a a big replacement to have to make. But I'm interested to see how things go against Tennessee. Tamari Key has been very good in the post for Tennessee, but I don't know that she's really had to face the likes of like a Cameron Brink, Hannah Fran Bolivi, and Haley Jones so far this season. So I think that's going to be a good test for Tennessee's front court. I also think Tennessee has been very good, but my one question with them is can they really score enough points? They've won a lot of games with their defense, but can they score enough against a team like Stanford that they're not going to be able to hold to probably quite as few as points as they are some of their uh, other opponents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess to me, I'm not sold on Tennessee being a top like contender team yet this season, but I think this is a really good opportunity to prove for them to prove me wrong because I think if they can come out and find a way to beat Stanford, then you start have to start talking about them in that context. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, three really good games. We won't preview Stanford, South Carolina now because there'll be plenty of time between when this comes out and that game happens. But obviously that's, I mean, the marquee matchup of next week. So something I'm also very much looking forward to. Another game that's really interesting is on Sunday against Arizona and Texas, just because Arizona has been off to a hot start and so is Texas and both of them have good wins. It's on ESPN um, on five, uh, like after the doubleheader. So that should be another fun game. Yeah, for sure. Arizona is 
ranked fourth in the country right now. They have yet to lose a game. I'm very interested to see what they look like against Texas. It's going to be an interesting game, too. Very defensive-minded squads. I think it's going to be a grinded-out type of game, not a game if you're looking for pretty offense, but I think it's going to be a close one and a really good test for both of those squads. So definitely another one to circle this weekend. This should be very interesting. You said that's also on Sunday? Yeah, it's on ESPN, uh, like after the doubleheader. Nice. Yeah, I feel like Sunday really is like women's basketball day. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games that day. <laughs> At least I don't remember. We've got another one on Tuesday. This week it was like all those games on Sunday, and then it was like there wasn't a whole lot on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Next week is just crazy. All Well, thanks, Anila, for joining me. No problem great to have you on and well that's all for today's episode this will also likely be our last episode before the christmas holiday next weekend so i hope everyone has a safe healthy happy and wonderful holidays with their families thank you for listening to the episode as always make sure you rate like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us also, in case you missed it, we dropped a three-part WNBA Mock Free Agency podcast earlier this week, so definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Also, be sure to subscribe to the stats site at herhoopstats.com for all your stats for NCAA and WNBA. Also, make sure you are subscribed to our free Substack newsletter for all our best content in your inbox. And be sure to follow us on social media at Her Hoopstaz on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening.